Welcome to Dogs Are Smarter Than People, the podcast that will hopefully make you smile, laugh, and freak out inside. I'm Sean. And I'm Carrie. Sean's an ex-cop who does happier things now. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> and Carrie's a New York Times and internationally best-selling children's book novelist. We live in Down East Maine, and our podcast is a little funky. We start off with a random thought we recorded in bed, or the kitchen, or the car, and then we give a writing tip, and a dog tip for life, because our dogs are wise and smart and like to be included. <laughs> We're not hoity-toity. We're not all trash talk, although we try. We're just us. So thanks for joining us. Please like, subscribe, and be cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and dogs are smarter than people. And we begin with a random thought. Let's do it, baby. Yeah. Hey, it's Random Thought in the truck time. Hey. Hey. Last <laughs> night we did a Random Thought in bed, but it was depressing. I don't remember what it was about, to be honest with you. It was just downer. It was uh, seven minutes of downer. Was it really? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I'm, I don't even want to listen anymore to it, you know. Is it on the podcast? No, I'm not going to put it on the podcast. Oh, you're not going to use it? No, we're not using that because we're not here to make people depressed. I know, but it was a whole lot so much trouble. Get that out there. <laughs> it's all right. It was very low energy and kind of depressing. And I'm sure it was low energy. Yeah, man. <laughs> Which is probably why we don't normally do random thoughts in bed. Well, usually our random thoughts in bed are kind of like a low energy, but they have their peaks. Yeah. Last there, night, right? Peak. There was no peak. There was no peak. There was no exponential growth peak curve was, in that one. Peak was <laughs> zero one. It was a flattened yeah, curve. Right. It was like if social distancing worked. Um. Ah. So, this is our new random thought in the truck. And oh. I just read something about the Cardassians. Oh, what did you read about the Cardassians? <laughs> I don't know. They have a show, obviously. And I guess on a segment of their show, for some reason, they were at a wine tasting. And they dared each other to go, like, give one person a compliment because it felt awkward. Like maybe. a stranger? Yeah, yeah, other people at the wine tasting. Right. So, like, Chris Cardassian, who is the matriarch of the Cardassian family, uh-huh. went up outside of her comfort zone and to a, a table and told some guy in a cowboy hat that he looked stunning, which is totally a thing I would do, actually. Yeah. That's a word I would use. And, uh... Then they all became friends, and he was like, you got a good-looking family, and she's like, so do you, and he was like, one day your family might be as good-looking as ours, and I was like, he said that? yeah, it was like a total banter teasing, and he's like, yeah. we're great big fans, all y'all, kind That's of deal, funny. and then, like, the other, I haven't watched the actual show, I only read the article, because I don't watch that show, no offense to them, and, um, and like other people in the family had to go outside their comfort zone and make friends with regular normal people I guess if you call regular normal people people who go to a wine tasting I don't know I feel like maybe if they went to Walmart it would be a little different (laughs) but like that would be that would be regular normal people but um anyways it made me happy in the sense of uh, our podcast this week is going to be about writer's block the main part of it right oh yeah and like writer's block sometimes to deal with that you gotta go outside your comfort zone like life too right like it feels wise of the Cardassian clan to go outside their comfort zone and do something that might not be totally scripted and something spontaneous and interact with people that they might not normally interact with do they ever do anything that's not totally I don't know <laughs> I don't know I'll give 
I totally know what you mean. We all got to do that. I'm a little worried with self-isolation that we're all not going to be able to expand that way. So try to find maybe ways in which you can go outside your comfort zone at home or online or, you know, try a new hobby. You know, build up during this time. Like, let's try to stay healthy and, like, try to also healthier inside yes maybe? that's a great idea like think of it as a hiatus in which you worry about money obsessively <laughs> but also in which you can like take care of your other needs you know like maybe. worry about money obsessively <laughs> yeah what you do? i worry about everything obsessively i know you do I worry I about do. money i worry that i'm not good enough i worry that i'm not helping the world enough i worry that um my family will get sick or other people or I'll accidentally have it and not realize it and make other people sick. And I have so many worries. I worry about the environment and like what we can do that's bigger than just bringing your reusable shopping bag and like um, to the grocery store and how to truly help you right. know, the world. And I have a lot of worries. Yes, you do. She's, she's not lying. But uh, so many worries. She carries her long baggage. I'm like Alice, man. <laughs> Only I don't have the weight of the world. I have the weight of my worries. Right. Yeah, my shoulders. Maybe that's why my shoulders hurt so much lately. <laughs> Maybe that's why they've hurt all your life. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl. Constant pain carry. No, but it's not a big deal. It's all good. It's all good. You got a good attitude, love. Yeah, right. You do. Alright. But anyways... Maybe you can make an internet friend, but don't get catfished. Don't give them any money. Catfished. <laughs> don't send them pictures of your private parts. But maybe you can make a new internet friend, too. Thank you. Writing tip of the pod. This week's podcast is called How to Beat Writer's Block <laughs> in the Time of COVID-19. This is specifically for this time frame in, no, our, in our world history. I, I thought we could use that in our SEO and maybe get more people to listen. Oh. Yeah. You're brilliant. So normally Carrie writes the podcast part of the podcast, and this week she had no idea what to write. No. Should she write about COVID-19 and try to help people with things to do during their lockdowns and times of social distancing? Should she totally ignore that? And we go the other route with a happy, funny, dorky, and totally non-informative episode. Should she cry? I'm here to tell you she's done all three. You're so weak. It turns out that Carrie was thinking too much and giving herself writer's block. Writer's block is something Carrie never gets. Never. That's a true statement. So, she had to overcome it, right? So here are some quick steps to overcoming writer's block in the time of COVID-19. Number one, go for a walk. If you can go for a walk without coming into contact with anyone else going for a walk. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? I know what you mean. Two. Eliminate distractions. Ooh. If there are other kids in the house or cats... Or dogs. Lock them out of the room so you can focus. I just realized that when I wrote that, I wrote other kids, that meaning like I'm a kid. Yeah, you, did. <laughs> you kind of did write that. All right. All right. Three, read a book. Yay, because sometimes books can inspire you. That's right. For your own book. Break your writer's block. Yeah, man. Number four, write something that isn't what you're pressured to write. 
Yeah, sometimes like you feel pressure to write on your story, and that pressure makes you not write at all. Five. Set a timer and tell yourself that you only have 15 minutes to write, so you better hurry up. Yeah, six. Disconnect your Wi-Fi so you don't use those 15 minutes looking on Facebook, Twitter, or TikTok (laughs) and claiming that it's research. Maybe your hand's shaking just from saying that. Dude, that was really mean. <laughs> Number seven, close your eyes and listen to a song that you've never listened to before. Then open your eyes and write. <laughs> Number eight, do a Graham Greene. He's this old British author guy. And keep a dream journal every morning. Oh, hi, Kitty. Every morning, write what you dreamt. And this will come in handy someday and also counts as writing. So if you get yourself started off with writing in your semi-conscious state, like, you know, yeah. you can keep it up. You're no longer blocked. That's cool. As long as you remember your dreams come morning. I had a lot of dreams Jeez. last night. You remember them? Yeah. Let's hear about them. Okay, number nine, (laughs) visualize scenes in your story without writing. Just sit and try to daydream. Can you do it? Can you do it? Number 10, allow yourself to make mistakes. Jump around to the scenes that you can see and visualize. Writing doesn't always have to be linear when you draft. A lot of us get stuck on a certain scene and then we don't move forward. But if there's another scene that you can write, you should just do that, man. Yeah, and then come back, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Back in 2016, Maria Konnikova wrote How to Beat Writer's Block for the New Yorker, which touches on the research in the writer's block, and it's pretty interesting. <laughs> you did not sound like you thought it was interesting at all, you jerk. Okay. So way back in the 1950s, a man wrote Does Writer's Block Exist, which was published in the American Imago. I don't even know how to say that word. Burglar, the man um, who wrote that, said a writer, quote, unconsciously tries to solve his inner problems via the sublimatory medium of writing. He was uh, obviously raised a little bit by Freud, that guy. Sounds like it. Yeah, psychiatrist who loved Freud. Mm. Um, A writer wasn't lazy or bored. They just hadn't used... They hadn't used up their muse or their ideas. They just needed therapy, <laughs> Burglar said. Later, psychiatrists learned through studies that most writers block for three months or more were indeed unhappy. Was this correlative or how did those causation factors work? I can't find that. Well, no. I'm like, are you unhappy because you can't write or can you not write because you're unhappy? Oh, he was just trying to jump up business for his, for his oh, industry. That's all. You need therapy. Anyways, I can't find out about that and I apologize. But what the psychiatrists and psychologists did determine was that these unhappy writers seemed to be of one of four blocked groups. Wow. Number one. Anxious and stressed out authors. Cough, cough awkwardly. Yeah. Cough, cough awkwardly. <laughs> Writing no longer gave joy because of emotional distress. There are the... They nothing are. Is, they are the nothing is good enough authors. Yeah, man. Not like I know that one. Number two, the irritated AF authors. <laughs> you can figure out what the AF means. If I was a writer, that'd be me. Probably. Yeah. They were lashing out at others. These are the, I don't want to be compared to other authors, authors. And so then they like just don't write because they're too worried about being compared. Some of them actually are like, I shouldn't write because I'm so awesome. It's unfair to other people. Really? Yeah. What? Not me. Number three. (laughs) Whatever authors. Yeah. Apathy rules and they figure there is no point. 
These are the no daydreams. Rules are mean and constricts my creativity authors. Yeah, man. And then there's number four, which also might be Sean. The I am so freaking mad authors. They aren't sad. They're really just sick of it all. And they're so angry and hostile. These are the also I am getting no attention authors. Right now our kitten is behind us and she is eating. No, she's trying to sit on a plastic flag. They're making lots of noise doing it. Yeah, man. <laughs> if I was an I am so freaking mad author right now, I'd be like throwing up my hands. I'd be like, this is unworth it. Why are we even doing this podcast? Darn kidding. Rob. Do you mean to go take care of her? No. Like throw her out of the room? No, she's chilling now. She's just licking her tail and okay. her private parts like kittens do. So I, Carrie, was just teaching an online class to some writers and admitted that I don't daydream anymore. No. Did you ever? Yes, all the time, which is a big deal for me because I really, truly daydreamed all the time. And a lack of daydreaming is a symptom of a writer who's blocked. Did really? you know that? I did not know that. Would you like I yourself? also didn't know you didn't daydream anymore. I don't ever daydream. You need therapy. <clears throat> We're going to have to talk about that after. Other symptoms <sighs> this might be less able to form images in their brains. Images they do form are more vague than in the past. They have less ambition, less joy, and less creativity. So, work on creative visualize, creatively visualizing. That's hard to say, uh, man. Yeah. Different things in your book and your life. Imagine what your character eats, what's happening at the grocery store right now, the best kiss ever. Reawakening your creativity in ways that don't involve judgment. Your judgment or anyone else's, right? Right. Yeah, so it really shortened up the writing tip of the pod is. Turn the Wi-Fi back on and look up some creative visualizations for authors. It's hard to say. Check out the steps we mentioned earlier. And as always, you've got this, you got man. It. You can do it. Yay, you. <laughs> Dog tip for life. Life. That's Blake. <laughs> no, it's not. He's Go with the flow, man. Go with it, man. Who'd that come from, Sparty or Gabby? Oh, I'd say that's Gabby. She's pretty much go with the flow Gabby. all the time. She's like, bark when you bark. Stop barking when you stop barking. Sleep when you sleep. That seems like it'd be a good thing for writer's block. Barking? Own a dog. Own a dog. Yeah, when you're blocked, just go watch your dog for a couple minutes. Yeah. See what they're doing. Yeah, they're right about them, man. Yeah. Or turn it into like a human yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's right. a way of getting outside your brain. Well, that's a good dog tip. You should always just go with the flow. As long as the flow is okay. Yeah. 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 I don't want to go with the flow for some things. No. And, you know, choose wisely who you flow with. <laughs> that's very true, but funny. Yeah. Not to be all political and stuff, but it's like... The government's like shutting down schools and churches and local things and closing bars. Don't go hang out with all your friends. Right. And in a bar where there's no room and people are dropping the drinks and spit on you. Not a good time, man. Not a good time. Choose wisely who you flow with. That's right. Yeah. And don't get catfish. <laughs> what? That's just so funny every time you say that. <laughs> All right, baby girl. 
Let's thank these people for giving us a little bit of their time. Thank you for giving us a little bit of your time. I really hope they enjoyed Me our podcast. We did. Maybe <laughs> uh, we always do. So let's give a little shout out to the music that we use. We've clipped and shortened it for the podcast. And it's made available through the Creative Commons license. It's awesome music. And the artist is Broke for Free. And the song is Night Owl. You can find us and our podcast notes on Apple Music, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Just Google Dogs Are Smarter Than People, then like and subscribe. And all the notes are also on my blog, carriejonesbooks.blog. Awesome. Awesome. Big news, girl. Big news, boy. What is it? I just published a super cool adult novel. (gasps) Adult novel? Yeah, that's so grown up, isn't it? Yeah. That means I can have naughty phrases in it. Does it? Yeah. And you can order it on Amazon or anywhere, I think. So please, please order it. What's it called? Oh, gosh. It's called (laughs) The Places We Hide. And it's set in Maine. And it's about a reporter and single mom whose life is in jeopardy because of a serial killer. And she falls in love with a big cop. Crazy. It is not autobiographical. Never happens in real life. Never happens in real life. Stop it. We also have a book out with Steve Waddell. It's called In the Woods. It was a a buzz book for Publishers Weekly this summer. And it's creepy and scary. And it might have a Bigfoot in it. But it might not. <laughs> um, and it's called In the Woods. There. What? That's just funny. You're just laughing at me. It might have a Bigfoot. It might not. That's part of the mystery. It's, it's about a girl who goes really to... exist yet. Pasha. Pasha. You speak sacrilege. Oh, wait. You got a picture of him when we were on vacation. I did. That's right. Yeah. So, anyways, um, In the Woods is out And it's creepy and scary, and it's about a girl from Maine who goes with her dad, who's sort of like a Doctor Who cryptozoologist mashup, and they hear about a potential Bigfoot sighting in Oklahoma. And so on summer break, they go there, and she meets a really cute boy and a really uncute monster. Did they find Bigfoot at Sonic? No. No. (laughs) No. Thank you for listening. Yes, thanks. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share and tell all your friends and love each other. Love each other. That's right. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) 